Hi family, this is Pastor Ricky Rush from the Inspiring Body of Christ Church right here in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to join us anytime, every time, anywhere, everywhere on this platform for a unique experience where the Word of God is broken down in a very simple way. It's Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush. And today's message is about to bless you. So let's get ready for an amazing message from God. God bless you. 50 years ago, I had the honor of being an usher at the North Park Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Pastor Fenar was our pastor. 50 years ago, I stood on the door and there was this other joker. I mean, this other brother that was an usher with me. His name was Michael Thompson. We did not know that 50 years ago when we were boys on the same usher team in our church that the Lord would lead us into different paths and we would travel and do different things and come back together and be able to continue this journey in Christianity and invite and bless so many other people. Our speaker this morning, I'm our anointed speaker, and I'm very honored to have someone with us is Reverend Michael Thompson. We've known him as our piano player. We've known him as our choir director with our men's choir, our, our uh, significant seniors. Any, I praise him anytime we need him. He's there. He's been technician in our church. He's the crossing guard at the school. That's right. He's the fried chicken guy. He and his wife, Cherry Thompson, uh, both work and, and working with our children every day. They've been together for 25 years. In 13 of those years, he's been preaching the gospel. He's from the University of North Florida and has his music degree there. And I just wanted to make sure you know a little bit more about him uh, than just the guy who sings and does the music for This is the Word of God. I'm so honored this morning to be able to have in our presence and to be able to, boy, say, say from the bottom of my heart, God bless Reverend Michael Thompson to bring us our message this Sunday morning. Wherever you are right now, put your hands together, pay full attention. Reverend Thompson, talking to you virtually this morning. Thank you, Pastor. To our blessed, beloved pastor, the Right Reverend Dr. Ricky G. Rush and the first family, to my queen, Jerry, to this beautiful congregation, the officers, members, those of you who are viewing on the internet, I bid you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk. Speak through me, through these clay lips, the words that you have poured into my heart for this congregation. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Old school, if you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The Genesis might be one of those hard books to find in the Bible, so i give you, give you a few minutes, all right? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, in the King James Version. And the scripture reads, And the Lord God formed man 
of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. If you can, highlight breath of life. Breath of life. So that's our core scripture for the morning. But before I give you the topic, I, I want you to indulge and give me just a few moments to explain the, the basis of this topic. COVID-19, which everybody's familiar with, is basically why the church stopped gathering, stopped coming together. This deadly airborne contagion was discovered in America uh, about a year ago, about a year ago. And our government stated we can't gather together. We can't come together. It's not safe. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be in large numbers. And for large churches, we had to reduce the number of worshipers who would come into the sanctuary. And I believe our first reduction, we were down to 500 members could come into the building. And after a week or two, it was 250 or so, and then it got down to 100, and then it was 50, and it was, what? We can't come together? We, we can't worship together? And then there was the introduction of Dr. Fauci and the medical professionals who said, stay home. It's not safe. Uh, mask up, put on gloves, stay socially distanced. However, the former president of the United States, he didn't stress wearing a mask. He didn't stress uh, to stay socially distanced. He said it was, it was just going to pass. It'll be over by the summer. Everything will be all right. Yeah, right. And businesses started losing money. Schools were closing. Employers were scrambling on what to do with all their employees who were depending on these jobs to make a living, to pay, to pay the bills. And everybody was frantically trying to come up with solutions. Even church doors started closing. Lord have mercy. For a year, we experienced no choir rehearsals, no face-to-face -face praise team rehearsals. We, we, it, was, it was difficult not to do the things that we do with, with social outreach and, and, and uh, prayer meetings and, and Bible classes. We, we, we weren't allowed to get together. We, we weren't allowed to, to, to be in the same room. It, it, it wasn't safe. For a year, preachers weren't able to say, turn or touch your neighbor and say, that was considered dangerous. Couldn't do that. So pastors, pastors and businesses, educators, and churches all around the world were having to quickly regroup, rethink how to move in this new 
COVID-19 era, how to survive. I asked the AV team to have a, a, a video of uh, masks, people wearing masks. The CDC finally realized that we needed to stay socially distanced, that we needed to wear a mask and, and wash our hands as we moved about different places. This was the only way to stop the spread of this deadly airborne contagion. Now, the church universal, the thought was, how are we going to service our congregation? How are we going to take care of the seniors? How are we going to minister to the children? How, what are we going to do? And another question would arise as well. How are we going to pay the church mortgage? What do we do about utilities? What, 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 what are we going to do? It seemed as though the voice of the church was being hushed. It seemed that the voice of the church was, was doomed, that, that this was, God, are you there? Are, are you watching this? Or do you see what's happening to your church, the bride of Christ? Do, do you realize what's going on? Can we hear from you, God? However, our core scripture, Genesis 2 and 7, let me remind you. It says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. What did I ask you to highlight? The breath of life. And man became a living soul. So, if you want a topic, something to let's hang this sermon on, let me give you this. You have strong breath. And, and, and do the proper preacher thing, let me say it again. You have strong breath. Speak, Holy Spirit. Now, I heard some of you giggling, and, and I know you at the house, y'all probably laughing too because you just woke up and, you know, tuned in. And you're thinking, is this man talking about halitosis? Is, is, is this what the sermon's going to be about? Although there has been a great awareness about mask breath, before we got comfortable with wearing masks, most of us didn't even consider our morning breath, our, our, our noonday breath, our afternoon breath, our late at night breath trapped behind a mask with literally no escape except back into your own nostrils. I heard somebody say, wow, wow. You see, 
spicy foods and exotic foods, they, they can wreak havoc on your breath even when you're not wearing a mask. And for that aroma to be trapped behind your mask can, can be a little uncomfortable. But on the spiritual side, that's what your spirit feels when you contaminate it with sin. Your spirit gets trapped with pollutants and contagions that are not appealing to the Holy Spirit. But you have strong breath. And think about it. Come on. No one wants to be in a conversation with someone with halitosis. You don't want to be standing close to that person. And the Holy Spirit does not want the God-given breath of life to be contaminated with foul language or your breath expressing lewd thoughts and other unlike Christ behaviors. You see, in Ephesians 4 and 29, the Message Bible, the scripture says, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps each word a gift. The purpose of this sermon is to highlight the value of the breath of life God has placed in each of us and its enormous power that it contains. Genesis 1 and 6, the Message Bible, it says, God spoke. Sky in the middle of the waters separate water from water. Okay, preacher, what are you talking about? The firmament is the first notation in scripture of God creating the atmosphere of air to divide rainwater, the clouds, uh, uh, sleet, snow that, that drops down from the groundwater, the seas, the oceans, the lakes, the rivers, whatnot. What separated the water is the firmament, the, this, this massive volume of air that we live and breathe in. And this uh, atmosphere was the firmament and it's still supporting all life known and unknown to man. And if you didn't know, in Genesis 1 and 26, God consulted himself, all right? And whenever God consults himself, you better believe the answer is going to be perfect. Genesis 1 and 26, 1 and 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Y'all, that's a lot of strong breath that supports every living thing in the planet, on the planet, in the sea, and in the air. It's all supported by this atmosphere of air that God himself said, let there be. 
even before we took our first breath in Genesis 2 and 7, the earth was living and breathing God's strong breath in all that he created. And I just, I just got all happy about this, mother, because I, I, I'm studying and I'm thinking and I'm meditating on this. Even before we were made, before we were created, this atmosphere was supporting life. This air was, was generating life, and it was cattle, and it was chickens, and it was trees and shrubbery and, and, and birds. All of these things were doing what they were created to do, and that's standing there and giving God praise with the air that he provided. Can you imagine these plants? All they do is stand there and enjoy the atmosphere, and they stand there and they give God praise. Day in, day out, in season, out of season, they stand there and give God praise. Think about the majestic tree that just stands there and says, I praise you, God. I thank you, God. A tree. To me, it's amazing what God has done. Because these plants, these animals, let's talk about the plants. These plants expel uh, oxygen for us. As they stand there and praise, telling God, thank you, what they expel is uh, oxygen that we breathe. And in turn, we were made to worship God and, 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 and give God thanks. And we are to stand and give God praise with the same air that we expel as carbon dioxide. So our used Thank yous to God is also being used by the same plants and trees that's telling God. So it's a cycle of praise going on in what? In the atmosphere. No wonder the psalmist says, let everything, in Psalm 150 and 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If you praise him, that'll help me praise him. Because I'm giving, it's giving me what I need. And when I praise him, it's giving you what you need. So there should always be praise in the air. David says, Psalms 34 and 1, my favorite scripture. I will bless the Lord at all times. And what? His praise shall continually be in my mouth. His praise uses that blessed, beautiful air, the breath of life. Help me, Holy Spirit. I used to be on a debate team in school, and I won state champions, uh, competitions in speech, prose and poetry. And, and my teacher would say to me when, when I would get frustrated, she would say, Michael, Use your words. Michael, use your words. Words are powerful. And words create sentences used for communication to others. The best example. The first chapter of Genesis demonstrate that God used 
his words. It's a description of God using words to create everything known and unknown to mankind. Words are powerful, and we are to be positive in our expressions by using the life-giving breath God gave us. Now think about words. The United States Constitution guarantees us freedom of speech. Yeah, right. And yet the government, I'm sorry, and yet the internet is filled with hateful free speech. Some of these fringe groups, they use free speech to vomit out hateful, hateful rhetoric. But don't be fooled. That breath, these words, your words, free speech will cost you a fortune. Ecclesiastes 5 and 2, the Message Bible, says, don't shoot off your mouth or speak before you think. Don't be too quick to tell God what you think he wants to hear. God's in charge, not you. The less you speak, the better. In other words, use the power of your strong breath to thank and praise God and to edify your brother using this strong breath. Now remember, your breath produces words, sentences, commands, compliments, even criticism. Be very careful using your strong breath. Now guess what, family? Satan knows how to use strong breath too. But think about it. God created him. He's a living thing. He has strong breath. And he knows how to use it. He knows how to manipulate this beautiful thing that God gave all of us. Ephesians 2 and 2. King James Version says, Wherein time passed, ye walked according to the course of the world. We were sinners. We didn't know God. And we acted like according to the prince of the power of the air. We acted like the prince of the air. Did you know that Satan has charge of the air? Now, wait a minute, Reverend Thompson. Didn't you say God created the firmament? He divided the waters using that, and Satan is in charge? Yeah, he has some power. But guess what? He does not have all power. Ah. <sighs> Satan can even hang out in God's presence and cause you grief. Why? Because Revelations 12 and 10 says he is an accuser of who? Of the brethren. Satan uses his strong breath to tell God how awful we are and that we don't deserve God's goodness and grace and his favor. How dare him? However, that's his job. The proof, Job 1 and 6. The Bible says, Now there was a day when the sons of God 
came to present themselves before the Lord. How dare this rascal show up at a worship service? How dare Satan invite himself to be among God's chosen? And Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence cometh thou? This joker answered the Lord and said, From going to and from in, fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. I need y'all to feel me. I, I, I need you to understand. This beautiful sanctuary that God has blessed us with. You beautiful saints sitting in here. Satan is among us. He's not scared of you. He was in the worship service right before God Almighty, doing what he does best, accusing us of abusing our strong breath. That's his job. And Satan knew that he could not get Job to use his strong breath to curse God. Because God had, had said, have you considered my servant Job? Satan knew he couldn't, he, he, but he, he had to try. And in Job 1.11, Satan said, but, but what do you think would happen if you reached down and took away everything that is his? He'd curse you right to your face. That's what. Satan was betting. Satan knew that if he could take everything away from Job, that Job would use his strong breath and be an offense to his creator. That's what Satan wanted. But the Bible says Job sinned not. Job didn't do that. Job didn't abuse this beautiful breath of life that God gave him. But guess what? Satan didn't stop with Job. Mother, he's after you. He's after you sitting in your bedroom, sitting at the kitchen table. Satan is after you. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Almost the same scripture that was used in Job. Satan has not stopped walking around, getting in God's face, accusing us, trying to take us down with our strong breath. As I studied I was looking at some of the scholarly research and, and the Jews in antiquity, the Jews of old, back in the day, that they thought and they believed that the air, the atmosphere, was full of little spirits that was always trying to attack and devour and hurt man. And I believe today that is still going on. It's a whole lot of wickedness in the air. And you can rest assured the enemy will stop at nothing to stop your witness, your strong breath, your praise. <sighs> the attack on Christianity has been going on for a long time, Deacon Fletcher, a long time. Satan was bold enough to even try to take out the disciples even while Jesus was taking a nap. Mark 4, 37 through 39. And there arose a great storm of wind. Wind. Okay? And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. 
And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said, said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked what? The wind and sea unto, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Satan, the prince of the air, was causing an erratic movement of the air. And, and some scriptures say it was called a boisterous wind. And he was trying to shake up, scare, intimidate, cause fear to the disciples, the, 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 the beginners of the church, all right? And Jesus rebuked, not the disciples, not yet. He rebuked what? The wind. The thing that was causing the commotion. He, he rebuked the wind, the thing that was stirring the waves. He rebuked the wind that he, he was given charge of. And Jesus told the wind and the sea, stop that. Be still. He used his strong, powerful breath to let Satan know, I have the last word. Now that was over 2,000 years ago. The enemy was trying to tear up the original 12 disciples, the bedrock of the church. And what did he use? What he was given authority over? He used the wind, the air. And here we are in 2021. And Satan still trying to use the air to shake up the church. COVID-19 is a contagion. It's a deadly infirmity that has caused havoc on the gathering congregation. <laughs> but COVID-19 is and was transmitted, how do you get it? Through the air. The atmosphere, the firmament that was established by God himself. Satan couldn't pull it off with the disciples over 2,000 years ago and now he's at it again with the entire world. This airborne contagion has greatly diminished or even halted congregational singing, preaching, testimony services. Wait a minute, hospital visitations. You can't have a funeral, prayer meetings, you can't have shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder choir rehearsals. Church outreach ministries can't do what they used to do now because of what's in the air. So the mask has become a scary symbol to try to shut the mouth and or the praises of the saints. 
Satan doing all he can to intimidate the church again. The mask is a reminder not to do uh, uh, the act of 2 Corinthians 13 and 12 where the Bible says, greet each other with a holy kiss. Oh, we can't do that. We can't touch like we used to or embrace in godly love like we used to. We have to glove up. We have to to give air hugs and, and whatnot because of something in the air. Unfortunately, the mask has become a symbol to hide behind for some Christians who do not care to publicly express their love and devotion to God. Some Christians done went into hiding and they used the mask as an excuse. Lord, help us. Now, I applaud and appreciate the right Reverend Dr. Ricky G. Rush. Yes, I do. He listened to the Lord over a year ago, over a year ago, and brought us this revelation. Not only are we going to move from one service, but we're going to move to three services. And we're going to become digital evangelists (laughs) so that you sitting in at at the uh, breakfast table so you can hear the word of God in all his fullness that that was birthed in his spirit by the by the Holy Spirit praise God so hear me hear me hear me Let, let me get all this out now Facebook YouTube TikTok Tick, whatever, whatever the mediums are. Those are good mediums to deliver God's word. Those are good, excellent outreach ministry tools that the church can use to reach folk who would never be able to step foot inside the sanctuary. Now, warning, big warning, this is my opinion. Y'all got it. This is my opinion. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, etc. It might be the cleverest mask Satan uses to shut up our praise for God. Instead of using this, Satan might be trying to use Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok to stop our verbal praise. Just so we can be excited and manipulated into liking thumbs up. And likes and and floating hearts which don't require us using this breath of life. It might be the cleverest mask Satan has come up with to shut up the praisers and the worshipers. Have we traded our verbal praise for God, for thumbs up and likes to stay silent behind a mask? I challenge you, be really careful. Now, that's just my opinion. 
This airborne contagion, this infirmity, this disease has had quite an effect on the very audible, loud, glorious praise to God. But I challenge you, Deacon Fletcher, we got to be louder than we've ever been. We got to be really loud through this mask. We got to make a joyful noise in the house and outside the house. We cannot allow thumbs up and hearts to replace our praise. So far, we have discussed the origin of our strong breath that was given directly to us by God the Father in Genesis 2 and 7. Then we saw how Satan distorted and contaminated that precious strong breath in us with, our, with the original sins of Adam and Eve that was passed down to us. And now in our modern day atmosphere, with wicked influences, they are now abounding all over the air of the internet and free speech. In Job's story, we were reminded that the enemy was bold enough to get into the presence of God right during worship. Thinking Job would curse God with his strong breath, we, knew Sa we know Satan can be sitting among us right now. And then we talked about Satan launching a uh, uh, can I say punk, pastor? Yeah, okay. And then we talked about Satan launching a punk sneak attack on Jesus' disciples while the master slept and was getting some rest. That's a punk move. However, in all instances, Satan was defeated. Well, on this Palm Sunday, we remember that Jesus was celebrated with the crowds, strong breath, shouting, Hosanna. Yeah, they used their strong breath to give him praise, mother. And by the end of the week, he was crucified and he intentionally died on the cross for our sins. And they were saying, crucify him, hang him, put him out. The same strong breath. Luke 23 and 46. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having what? Said this, he gave up the ghost. In the Greek study, the word spirit is, uh, is called pneuma. And it means, y'all, I just had my own little church. It means a current of air. Praise God. Father, into thy hands I commit my current of air. Oh, Jesus. I believe that the spirit or current of air from Jesus went straight into the hands of the Father. It was untainted. It was pure. It was clean. It was proven and tried. 
And now it was glorified with all power of heaven and earth. His beautiful breath, the current of air, has all power in heaven and earth. And I believe when Jesus said in John 16 and 7, he said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you to, that I go away. Oh, glory to God. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will, I will send him unto you. So the last strong breath that came out of the mouth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus, that left the earth had to go away and it departed from the, the launching pad of the old rugged cross. Jesus' last words was a current of air that went straight into the hands of the Father. And it was launched from an old rugged cross. <laughs> but the shout in Acts 2 and 1 and when the day of Pentecost well Sunday and when the day of Sunday y'all that's today was fully come they were all with one accord are, are y'all on one accord with me or are y'all on one accord? We're all on one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as what, y'all? As a rushing, mighty wind. Remember the current of air? Uh, as a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloving, cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. It is my personal belief that at Pentecost, <laughs> God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit let Satan know who's really totally in charge of the wind, the atmosphere, and the firmament. The mighty rushing wind of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the strong breath that was sent from heaven. Remember, it's untainted, it's pure, it's clean, it's proven, it's glorified, and it's infused with all power of heaven and earth, and it resides in us. the breath of life. Be reminded this day, the same power is in you. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask. You can still praise God. You can still speak life. Now we have been given the authority and the power by the name of Jesus to take back the air. We can take back the atmosphere, the firmament, 
Yeah, COVID-19 was spread through the air, but the praise of God by his children is much more powerful. And it ought to be all over the air. You ought to let your mask be saturated with praise. It ought to be sticky. It ought to be warm and wet with praise to God. Let folks see you smiling for the cause of Christ behind your mask. Let them understand that there's a glow on you, even with a mask on. Send Satan running back to the pits of hell by calling on the name of Jesus through your mask. Speak life through your mask. You shall have whatever you say, even if through a mask. Wherever you are in life, if you are not saved but you're still breathing, it's not too late to acknowledge Christ as your Savior. If you're sitting in jail, God forbid you're in a crack house on the floor somewhere. If you have a drug problem or some other devastating addiction, I promise you, it's not too late to receive Christ as your Lord. Why? Let me tell you. Because even though you might be in one of those situations and you think it's too late, let me remind you, as long as you're breathing, as long as there is a breath in your body, no matter where you are in life, on your deathbed, wherever, as long as you have breath, you've got to understand it's the breath of life. It's the original breath of life that God breathed into you. And whatever your situation, all you have to do is use that same breath to whisper a prayer to God. And I guarantee you, he will listen. I guarantee you, he's going to honor that breath that he put in you. I guarantee you, he will come to wherever you are because he recognized that breath that he put in you. In the name of Jesus. There's a sign right here. It says, reset. You can reset your life right now. Just use the life-giving breath God gave you and breathe him a prayer of acceptance as your Savior. And God will rescue you. Saints, 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 you have strong breath.
If you don't know our Lord and Savior, if you don't know, if you don't know him, now is a space carved out for you to dial in. We have people uh, uh, at the phone lines now that will walk you, talk you through an acceptance of our Lord and Savior. Wherever you are, whatever your situation, as long as you have breath in your body, you can now give your life to Christ. Ask him to come in. Ask him to reside. Ask him to live in your heart. And he'll do it. We would love for you to become a member of the Inspiring Body of Christ Church. We have a wonderful master teacher the Reverend Dr. Rush, who will help walk you, guide you through every situation known. If you want to be a member, we would love to have you and become a part of this family. Just dial the number, there's, yeah, the join by texting, and, and it's, it's, it's a simple process um, where you fill out this quick questionnaire and we'll get right back to you, all right? We'll get, we'll get right back to you. I thank you for listening. I thank you for praying for me. I thank you for allowing me to remind you that don't be offended, but, bro, you got strong breath. Sister, you got strong breath. Use that breath to glorify God in the name of Jesus. Reverend, doctor, bless you. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord, everybody. Boy, I'm smiling like it's my birthday and I'm 200 years old. Glory God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Reverend Thompson, for your study in the Word, for bringing us the Word of God today. This has been a great vacation this morning, and I just thank God. Amen. I'm off vacation now. I was almost on complete vacation. Got one call during vacation, but that's good. Reverend Thompson, Sister Thompson, we love you all so much. And the sister's here today. Uh, Pee-wee. That's Pee-wee. Pee-wee went to the prom with Patrick. That's how old she is. Amen. That's amazing. Our families would go way, way back. Amen. Amen. She went to the prom with Patrick on the bus. That was before they had Uber. Amen. We, that's, that was virtual prom because Patrick couldn't go. So they just, it was just all on the phone. Amen. That, 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 that word today, I'm not going to touch it. Mm-mm, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to touch it. It spoke for itself. You know, you got strong, bad breath. Amen. That when you when you speak, the devil gets angry because it's 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 just bad news for him. You speak things that's strong. Oh my God! And so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna use that same praise. Man, that it almost makes you look forward to saying who can be the loudest masked praiser. I saw some TV that had the masked singer. I wasn't watching. It was a commercial about the masked singer. I guess the concept is somebody's behind the mask. And they have to sound like someone else. I don't really know the show. I just thought it was kind of unusual. And, and boy, which one of you can have the no competition, just a confrontation? Can you have a loud praise with a mask on? 
Boy, thank you. I never, I never thought about that that way. Amen. And there he goes, back on that piano. Do you have to do everything? Do you have to do everything, Reverend? Do, do you have to do? Do you have to? Be, do you have to run everything? Somebody said, if you got it like that. <laughs> Amen. At this time, we're going to give our offering. We're going to go to Givelify to those of you who are still with us um, on 10 a.m. service. We'll bring a, a message again. Um, but I want you to invite someone to service now. Use that voice of yours to just say, hey, I could have texted you and I could have written you or I could have done something else, but I want to, I want to just tell you. I want to tell you, don't invite them. I want to tell you, be in service next Sunday. Be in service next service. Use your voice. Use your praise. Man, that, that Ramsper said, when a, when a plant breathes, I breathe. Amen. I want to thank Brother Clifton for these donated flowers today. They threw breathing, but they sure look like it. Amen. A lot of us can sometimes just look so full of life. Beautiful. Not using that breath to bring life to somebody else. Just a form of looking good. Let's do better than look good. We're going to go to Givelify now. If you have the Givelify app on your phone, you can give there. You can also give on text to give this morning. Please do it. Don't just get the message and go, oh, I'll do it some other time. No, do, do it right now. This is the last Sunday of this month. Also, if you would like to just drive by the church after service today and give on a drive-by offering on Cocker Hill. Some of you have been just so awesome at doing that. I'm thinking some of the deacons have kind of sabotaged it and made some of you think there's no other way to give but to drive-by. They just sit out there and wait on you and, and just, just love on you. And it's just so wonderful for them. And so thank you for driving by today. Or if you want to give your offering in person next service, you can do that. But give something. When you give, it's coming back to us. And for a whole year, we have not altered. We have not catered to anything that the enemy would throw to us. We've been able to go strong every single week. And I make a big deal about that because, you know, there was a point where it was just, and it was storming and it's dark and it was all that. It's just Reverend Thompson and myself and Brother David and his boys, just all three or four of us in the building. And Brother Charles and Stanley would be out in the truck, uh, um, watching service and being on patrol. I don't know who they were patrolling, but they were out there. <laughs> but no, and then our deacons would be in the places receiving offering. Y'all, it was very small, but we just kept praising God. Thank you for remembering that. And you'll never be forgotten for what seems like. Can, can y'all just keep playing the music there? Because this is what could happen. Keep playing. Stop playing, Rev. Keep, keep, go, go ahead push that button. Y'all hear that music in the background? See, he's not playing. Because sometimes we could use music just like that. But to make an effort to show up and say, Pastor, we don't have a choir. We don't have to, but I just want to be there to just be in your corner and play. Y'all, that means a lot. See, we could be using that music right there. Lift your hands right now, Reverend. Lift. See, his hands are lifted, but he was able to put some music down before. Sometimes y'all just make that extra effort. Look at it, because you never know. His hands are not, that's, that's, somebody would call that magic. Move right away for a minute. Y'all keep playing that music. I want y'all to. 
give an offering this morning. Put your heart in it. This could be your last time. I want you to know that when God blesses us to do some things, let's not take a day for granted. And I'm, I'm, I'm really going overboard because I love, I love that kind of spirit, man. You don't have to be there. I mean, you know, anybody can play a track. But God said, I didn't make you out of a track. I gave you a voice, man, and I gave you hands. I'm, he's already preached it. I'm done with it. I've got to continue next service. So let's pray for this offering. Father, in Jesus' name, while we have breath in our bodies, please forgive us, God, for the times that we thought we were so busy and tired and worn down that all we could use our breath for was complaining. We give you glory and honor today. Thank you for this powerful message. Thank you for the givers of offerings right now, God, and everyone that's going to just take the time to, 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 to send it in, to press a button, to say thank you for it. We pray that everything we give will be multiplied. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless all of you. Now, don't forget, please don't forget, don't forget. Right now, we have somebody by the phone right now. If you want to be inducted into our significant senior ring of honor on next Sunday morning at 8 a.m., you call right this second, 972-572-4262. Somebody's waiting on the phone right now. You will not get a recording. If you get a recording, call me on my cell phone. Somebody is in that office right now waiting to get your information. We want you inducted next week. If you want to be in service next week, 8 a.m. service, you haven't been in a whole year and perhaps more, all I want you to do is right now on the phone when you finish, just go to 31, text to 31996. That's what, and just text IBOC space 8 a.m. Just that simple. IBOC space 8 a.m. That means, Pastor, can y'all make room for me to come in my family at 8 a.m.? We sure will. When you walk in the building, you're going to see some white strips on seats that we want you to sit in, spread out everywhere. Or if you want to come at 10 a.m., do the exact same thing. We had some birthdays that we were going to celebrate and share with you. Next service, we got some announcements coming up, a lot of information. Father, we thank you for this service today. It's been fantastic. It's been great. In Jesus' name, thank you for the message. Thank you for the messenger. Protect Pastor Reverend uh, Thompson and Sister Thompson and, and Pee Wee and their whole family, the children, with, with long life uh, and, and as much as they've dedicated their time to you. I'm just overwhelmed, God, with joy. In Jesus' name, thank you for blessing me with that word, for letting me know to keep on praising. The enemy has come back over and over again. He came back with Jesus, and we know he's going to come back with us. But have us, thank you, God, for having us to have the ability to use our strong breath. In Jesus' name, amen. See y'all at 10 a.m. service. Don't forget it. God bless you. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Reset Podcast with Pastor Ricky Rush. If you would like to make a contribution or a donation to the Inspiring Body of Christ Church Ministry, do so by going to www.ibocchurch.org and give. Thank you so very much. Also, you can find IBOC on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, ibocchurch.org. Well, that's all we have for today. Tune in next time and experience the joy right here on Reset with Pastor Ricky Rush.